the premier uh, was adamant that he did not feel it would be useful to have three levels of politicians sitting around a table. I, I think he felt it would be a waste of time. Oh, yes. Jim Watson pointing the finger of blame at everyone other than him. Alex Pearson with you on this October 19th. And the only thing that's clear so far in this fact-finding mission to justify the use of the Emergencies Act is that everyone's going to justify their failure and then place it somewhere else. That means throwing each other under the bus. So be it. On Tuesday, Jim Watson was on the hot seat. The outgoing mayor of Ottawa is just a few days left on the job. His last task, well, making sure that his 25-year career isn't remembered for his, you know, utter lack of competence. Once it admits that the city lost control almost as soon as the trucks started pulling in, you know, despite all the ample warnings and visuals of trucks rolling across the country on newscasts around the world, Watson didn't bother to think out worst-case scenarios. Oh, no, he simply put his trust into the police chief who he believed had a plan. Now we know Peter Slowly clearly didn't. And even as the war memorial was now being used as a washroom and the deafening horns blared, Watson still believed that, well, the protesters would, you know, stay one or two days and then leave. He was wrong, of course, but naturally not his fault. A couple of points went first when uh, more people started to arrive uh, and secondly, when people were not leaving uh, the parliamentary precinct. So uh, there were those two points that uh, really brought to light the fact that this was going to be more of an occupation as opposed to a protest. As I said, the police uh, in our city are very used to handling large protests and large visits of state leaders and so on, uh, but nothing of this magnitude has ever been seen, quite frankly, in any city that I'm aware of in Canada in the last 25 years. So what seems clear is that career politician, well, he's determined to leave office free of blame. blame. So he's going to use his time blaming every level of government for failing to clean up his mess. Watson, of course directing most of his ire for the Ford government, accusing the premier of ignoring his pleas for more support. Watson had asked for both the feds for help, wanted RCMP officers, but he also requested 1,800 uh, additional officers from Ford and says he only got a handful. The Solicitor General kept repeating that there were 1,500 police officers. You'd know if there were 1,500 OPP officers, you would see them. Yeah. There weren't. All righty. Look, lawyers for the OPP uh, have already testified that officers were not sent out of concerns that they didn't have a clear plan. They didn't have anything from Ottawa officials as to where the officers would be sent. So maybe that's why officers weren't inevitably sent. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, phone conversations between Watson and the Prime Minister two weeks into the standoff reveal that Watson was trying to get Trudeau to help park the blame with Doug Ford, saying, quote, wouldn't it be nice to have something firmed up from the federal government to shame them? He's referring to Ford. And in that same call, Trudeau privately slams Ford, accusing him of, quote, hiding from his obligations to help end the occupation. Doug Ford, he said, is hiding from responsibility for political reasons. Yet, February 11th, the premier had enacted his own provincial state of emergency that was to deal with the blockades at the Ambassador Bridge. And while Ford may have Trudeau's back, supporting the use of these powers, Clearly, back in those days, Trudeau was watching his own. He was on the phone, throwing Ford under the bus to the mayor, and the mayor was all too happy to have that bus hold him. Yet when you go back to February 14th, which is the day that Trudeau would enact these powers, he went on air, and publicly he's praising Ford for doing what he did. On Friday, Ontario invoked a state of emergency to respond to the blockades. This was the responsible and necessary 
thing to do. So, you know, publicly, they stand shoulder to shoulder, but behind the scenes, Trudeau's warming up his bus. And what we're seeing is that politicians were hedging their bets, and that's what they're doing in this testimony. So Jim Watson's testimony may come across as he was abandoned, but it is a deflection from the fact that he and the police chief that he hired failed to plan anything, not even a worst-case scenario. They didn't plan for any scenario at all, and that's on him. Leaders are made in moments of crisis. Watson was reduced to begging for help. So, yes, this was without a doubt a crisis for Jim Watson, but was it a national crisis? No, not according so far to the evidence presented. Incompetence does not warrant the use of powers that strip civil liberties from every single Canadian. Ford, of course, says he hasn't been asked to testify. He might want to. I mean, he certainly can offer to share his thoughts. Because no one was standing shoulder to shoulder. And now it's very clear that the inquiry is about politicians trying to cover their rear ends. So maybe he wants to present his side and clear up, you know, these accusations. Was he or was he not helping out? Was he not doing, you know, his job? So this week uh, later, we're going to hear from Ottawa Police Chief uh, Peter Slowly. He's going to testify, I think, end of week if they're on time. But it will be very revealing. And I think you have to kind of put in sock that both Slowly and Watson are, are no longer uh, worried about covering their jobs because Slowly had to resign. But, uh, you know, they're going to throw whatever they have to, to to clean up their image. And so it's interesting because Watson had revealed that while Trudeau was pressuring for this crackdown, Chief Slowly was the one saying that he still wanted to protect the uh, charter rights of the, the truckers. And he was also concerned he didn't want to go heavy-handed because uh, he didn't want to see a repeat of the mass illegal arrests that his old boss, Bill Blair, as chief of police, ordered back in the G- G20. Of course, uh, Bill Blair and Trudeau and a number of liberal MPs are going to be testifying at the end of this thing in November. But the other little nugget that came out of uh, Tuesday's testimony, and I do think it's a key to the big picture, is that in the days leading up to the Emergencies Act being tabled federally, CSIS did have concerns that bad actors may be in the crowd trying to recruit protesters, Maybe they would use violence, but they had actual, there was no actual intelligence to support that foreign actors were involved or even supporting the movement. And there was no foreign money fueling this movement, which could then prove very difficult for Christian Freeland, who used that as her talking point to justify the seizure of bank accounts. That, to me, is one of the most egregious things about this thing, and she's going to have to answer those questions. And so that, I think, will also be... Um, interesting given that we don't have any actual intelligence to support the evidence she said she made the decision on. So ultimately, I think no matter the outcome of this thing or the evidence presented, the use of the Emergencies Act is going to come down to what public opinion states. 